Hey, my podcast family, welcome to Caregiving is a Ministry, where we look at the Word of God through the lens of caregiving. It's hump day, Wednesday, the 14th of December. Christmas is around the corner. Well, let's get started, because I know you have a lot to do today. We're on Psalm 132, still in the, um, you know, mini-series of Songs of Ascent, or Psalms of Ascent. And today... I will be reading from the New International Version. And it reads, Lord, remember David and all his self-denial. He swore an oath to the Lord and made a vow to the mighty one of Jacob. I will not enter my house or go to my bed. I will allow no sleep to my eyes or slumber to my eyelids till I find a place for the Lord, a dwelling for the mighty one of Jacob. We have heard it in Ephrathah. We came upon it in the fields of Jar. Let us go to his dwelling place. Let us worship at his footstool, saying, Arise, Lord, and come to your resting place, you and the ark of your might. May your priests be clothed with your righteousness. May your faithful people sing for joy. For the sake of your servant David, do not reject your anointed one. The Lord swore an oath to David, a sure oath he will not revoke. One of your own descendants I will place on your throne. If your son kept my covenant and the statutes I teach you, then their sons will sit on your throne forever and ever. For the Lord has chosen Zion. He has desired it for his dwelling, saying, This is my resting place forever and ever. Here I will sit enthroned, for I have desired it. I will bless her with abundant provisions. Her poor I will satisfy with food. I will clothe her priests with right, with salvation, and her faithful people will ever sing for joy. Here I will make my horn grow for David, and set up a lamp for my anointed one. I will clothe his enemies with shame, but his head will be adorned with a radiant crown. This was a pretty lengthy psalm, was it not? Considering that the previous ones have been like no more than eight verses, this one's 18. We're kind of not used to that. But this one is a psalm of remembrance, just as yesterday's was. And so it falls under um, the category of thanksgiving. And today, I think we are reminded of God's special relationship with both David and Israel. And so we're going to do a kind of recap on history. David, as this psalm initially points out, David wanted to build a permanent structure for the Lord, right? But in looking back over Israel's history, we see that in there were no worship structures, no hardened structures to worship God in Genesis. They worshiped in various places. And you will read in the Bible where the Lord brings them through something and Abraham erects an altar or Joshua erects an altar in certain places. Right. But there wasn't a permanent place. It was not until their exodus from Egypt that God then gave them instructions to build the tabernacle, which was a portable temple where he, God, sat on the mercy seat. The mercy seat was in the area known as the Holy of Holies and where that and that mercy seat consisted of the Ark of the Covenant. Right. And the Ark of the Covenant had the Ten Commandments and also Aaron's budded cane. And I believe it had manna in it. 
after David became king, he wanted to make this um, tabernacle a more permanent structure, hence a temple dedicated to God where they could worship God in one place. But remember, God gave that privilege to David's son, David's second son by Bathsheba, Solomon. He gave him the honor because he said David had too much blood on his hands. Okay? So, after hearing all of that history and reading, you know, this psalm, to me, what stands out is the duty of God's people to really worship him. It's a requirement because he's the living God. And if you read your Bible, the request that God initially gave Moses to tell to Pharaoh was to let his people go so that they may worship him. He wanted them to worship him collectively. The need for worship is essential in our relationship with God. It reminds of reminds us of who he is and that his holiness demands worship. This entire psalm is a remembrance of the importance of worshiping God. And it is befitting because they're on their way to worship, right? So as they're walking up, you know, I can envision them walking up to the magnificent structure of what was the temple and they're remembering the special relationship that they had with God that got them there to where now they have a place to go and they can worship him together, right? The psalm reminds them of that special relationship that they have. And therefore, worship becomes both the means of communication as well as a ritual. Today, Israel has no temple, right? It was destroyed many centuries ago by the Romans. But now they worship throughout the world in various synagogues, just as we as Christians worship throughout the world in various churches, right? Yet, despite our fragmentation of worship being in various cities and countries and whatnot, there is still a oneness to our worship. We may come to worship at different times and in different places, but we are all acknowledging our need to recognize Lord as God as Lord. Now, I don't profess to know all that will occur, you know, in the end times eschatologically, but I believe that Israel still holds a special place in God's heart and that when Christ returns, they will be included as the chosen. But now you're probably asking, what does all of this have to do with caregiving? Worship. (laughs) We as caregivers must recognize our relationship with God and we need to worship him. No matter what season we find ourselves in or how tough it is, God is still worthy of our worship. When we worship, we, we may begin a little begrudgingly, right? Because we don't feel like it. We're tired. We've had a bad day. We still don't understand why God put us in this place, you know? But we are to continue to worship. And as we do that, our spirits, our spirit, are lifted up because we're in the presence of our mighty God. His spirit reminds us as we pour out our sacrifice of praise that he is worthy and that he hasn't forgotten us. The strength of him becomes clearer to us that he is the God who created the universe and that because he's holy and worthy to be praised, but yet he still loves me, you. And then, and when we remember that, 
as it becomes clear, then we enter into his rest, knowing that he is with us, that he will never forsake us or leave us, right? So worshiping as well, you know, it's both the requirement for God because he's worthy, but even in it being a requirement because he's so good, he made it to where when we worship him, we benefit from it as well. We realize who we are in him. Therefore, worship is as equally good for us as it is that God requires it. So today, I want you to worship God. I want you to find a place. Maybe it's as you're you're walking. You find a unique way to connect with your Savior. And you worship him. And you pour out your sacrifice of praise. And I guarantee he will pour out his love to you. Let's pray. We thank you, Father, for this day. We thank you for being a God of love. And we thank you, Father, for being a God who (laughs) requires worship. Because you're holy and you deserve it. But in your goodness, (laughs) you make it beneficial for us as well. That when we come and we worship you, we, we recognize who you are and we the, the proper alignment in, with us to you and the relationship that we have with you is made clear. And then our relationship to others as we allow your light in us to shine so that they may see you in us, the alignment starts to occur when we worship you. We give you the, all of the focus, recognizing that you are in control of everything. And then as we worship, Father, you alleviate the anxiety, the the hardened hearts, the heavy hearts, the broken promises, the sorrow, that we give that to you in our worship, that in our worship, lamenting is part of that process, that we can come to you and be honest with what is going on and that you take it from us. Yes, you've made worship a requirement because you're worthy, but also because you know that it is a way for you to pour into us as well. Help us to be needy children, needy in the fact that we crave to worship you because we recognize your goodness and we want to alleviate all the junk that can pile on us from day to day living in this world and just dealing with life. Help us to need you, to crave you, to seek you, to thirst you, thirst of you with all of our hearts. Thank you for your love and thank you for the privilege of caregiving. You don't call this season on everyone, but for those who you do, you we recognize that you've given us the strength to do so. And even though there are hard days, hard days as we watch our loved ones struggle. Yet there is strength in being able to be there for them, to provide a safe place, a loving place where they can rest and then wait for you to call them home. We love you, Lord, but more importantly, you love us and we thank you. This we pray in our Savior's name, Jesus. Amen. All right, my podcast family, go and worship your God today and minister the act of caregiving in the name of Jesus. Bye.